also want to say thank you, Ma, for this opportunity to preach God's word. Amen. When Mama started preaching, <laughs> immediately she started and she kept going. At the end of the day, I was just looking to my message and say, Oh, God, Mama, don't talk everything where I want to talk. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. But I want to share from what Mama shared with us this morning. Amen. And I want to caption this, understanding the greatness of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Can I hear you talk back with me, talk back to me, say understanding the greatness of God. I'm not hearing you. Look at me, everybody. Look at me. Let your eyes be here. Say understanding the greatness of God. Let's do it for the last time. Say, understanding the greatness of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Are you ready? Are you ready? I want to begin by sharing with us a brief story, a practical example of the greatness of God. When Paro shared this with us last Sunday, he made reference on the testimony of the life of Abraham. And we can go to the Bible and sort it out and see how Abraham encountered, how Abraham witnessed, experienced the greatness of God. But this morning, I just want to leave the Abraham side alone. Let's come back home. Can I hear everybody say, come back home? Let's share our experience of God's greatness within ourselves. What has happened? So that we can be able to see it. Can I hear somebody say, see it? Amen. Amen. Around 2016, Something happened to my younger brother that explained the typical example of witnessing and experiencing the greatness of God. I saw the hand of God. I saw the greatness of God as a result of this story I'm about to share before I began to preach. Amen. He used to have a friend by name Ugochuku. And they also have a friend, also a guy, I don't even know that one. That one is a son of a commissioner. But right now, that commissioner is a senator. I don't want to mention his name. Amen. And my younger brother was at home that 2016. One of the day, Ugechuku came to the house. Ugo came to the house and paid him a visit. They were uh, uh, chatting, gisting. And the next thing I had, and ah, he came to me and said, Bros, I'm going out to, to go. I want to see one of our friends. That is the commissioner's son. Amen. And when they arrived there, according to the story, they saw blood everywhere. And they walked inside. And they saw the commissioner, um, they saw the, great, the uh, girlfriend to the commissioner's uh, son dead. In the boy's house. And when they noticed that, they quickly 
ran away, they took off. The, the boy, according to them, he said when they entered, they saw the boy crying. He's crying everywhere, soaked with blood. And then they didn't even bother to ask. Waiting happened. They took off. Amen. The next thing, my brother was at home. Police people came. They took my brother to the police station. They went to Go's house. They picked to go. And me and my dad, we reported to the police station. I don't want to mention the police station. Amen. When we got there, the whole story changed. Even my brother was shocked. Hello. My brother was shocked. The whole story changed. The guy that was crying because of what he did, the guy became overnight very confident. The next thing, the father arrived, the commissioner himself, who happens to be one of the senators now. He's a politician. And in the presence of my father and this man, the DPO came. It was in the DPO's office. The, the boy father says, these are the two guys that killed the girl. <laughs> my brother turned and looked to go, go look. We said, ah, what? It wasn't even the son that was talking. It was not the father that was talking. This is the two guys that did what? That killed the girl. My dad now asked the son, what actually happened? The guy said, I left my two friends at home. I went out and my girlfriend was at home. And when I came out, I saw blood everywhere. I didn't know. They killed her. I didn't kill her. They killed her. And the next thing they said, they said, uh, pick these two guys, put them in. So said, this is a murder case. We are going to court. It's a murder case. I came back home. Say, listen, eh? <laughs> When you are just an ordinary man going to fight a politician eh, who has money, a eh, low to spend, he has already spent, according to the information we gathered, he has already spent millions to the DPO, to the IPO, to every other police people there. Every policeman there was speaking one mind, said, We will deal with him. When I come to the other one, your brother is a criminal. He's mo he, must, he must face justice. Hello. And I looked at the whole thing. I said, God, if we keep quiet, these people will just die innocently. I looked at the whole thing. My dad went back. All of us came back home. I went back. I gathered my friends and we began to pray. We began to pray. After prayer, I went to the man's compound to go and beg him and say, please, sir, we can talk. Let's talk. Let's see how we can handle this. The man chased me out of the compound. I went the second time again. He chased me out. The third time, one of his neighbors who, who, who has a duplex there too, the man came outside his gate and tapped me. And I went. He said, I recorded everything that took place. He not transfer it to me. He said, but promise me one thing. Don't mention my name. And when I got it in my phone, my phone, I got it on my phone, I looked at it, I smiled. How many of you have seen the greatness of God? 
the greatness of God with the ability to divert circumstances. I went to my dad. I said, my dad, it is, it is done. It is finished. He has bribed the police. I didn't even bother to go to the session. I went to Shell, where my dad was working. I went to one Shell lawyer called Bitte. He's a very wonderful and dangerous one. I went and consulted him. I said, sir, please, this is what is going on. Please, I need your help. He asked, and I told him everything. He said, do you have any evidence? I said, this is evident. He now looked at it. He now smiled. He said, no problem. Don't answer them. Let them go to court. I came to the police station, and I told the DPO and the senator, I mean the commissioner, I said, we will see in the court. <laughs> the guy was looking at me. He said, what kind of confidence is this? We will see in the court. As I was going out, the same man called me and said, who are you? I said, my name is Victor. We'll see in court. My dad didn't even bother coming out again. So they didn't even want the case to go to court any longer. The next thing, one of the policemen came to me, came to our house. And when he came to our house, I told him pop and plan. I said, listen, I have every evidence to put that young man behind bar. He said, can I see it? I said, I can, you cannot see it, but I have it with me. I have a record, a video record of everything that happened. The policeman looked at me and shook his head. When the policeman went back, the next morning, I didn't go to police station again. I saw my brother home. I didn't know how they finalized the case. They just, they just released him. I saw him at home. I told him what happened. He said he was inside the cell. The next thing they called his name, Akanimo, who get you, please come. Come, get out of here. Pack your thing. Come on, get out of this place. Amen. Is that not the greatness of God? Is that not the hand of God? Understanding the greatness of God. Understanding the greatness of God refer to you understanding the fact that God has empowered you. You can write that down. Understanding the greatness of God means you, you, under the sound of my voice, understanding the truth, understanding the fact that you are not just an ordinary man, that you have been empowered, you have been empowered by God. Understanding the greatness of God refers to the fact that you are not just alone. Something else operates in the inside of you. Understanding the greatness of God tells that you are not just a Beniza, you are not just Chinedu, you are not just Rex, you have extraordinary that is accompanying you. Now that understanding alone, that understanding alone is what paves way. It's what paves way for every man that has such level of understanding. Can I hear you shout aloud, amen? amen. What is the greatness of God? If you truly understand 
the greatness of God, people of God, just like Mama shared with us, what is the greatness of God? I want to give us not a definition that came with me. I just want to tell us what Paro shared with us, that is the greatness of God, people of God. This message, when Mama, when Paro shared it and Mama shared it, I looked at it, I said, this is our backbone. This is our understanding. This is our lifestyle. This is our behavior. People of God, if you are not functioning in that understanding, then something is missing in your life. Are you following me? What is the greatness of God? The greatness of God is the manifestation of the nature, the manifestation of his nature and his heart. Please take note of the word manifestation. Take note of the word the nature. Take note of the word the heart of God. Manifestation of God refers to make, making things happen. Make things happen. How God make things happen. The nature of God refers to the power of God. The nature of God refers to the kindness of God. The nature of God refers to his justification. The nature of God refers to his sanctification. The nature of God refers to his love. The nature of God refers to his wisdom. That is God. That is God. That is God. And the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 1, he said, God created man in his image and after his likeness. If the nature of God refers to the power of God, if the nature of God refers to the authority of God, then that means we were created in his nature and after his likeness. What does that mean to you? What does that tell you? That you carry the nature of God. That means that same greatness that is inside of God, that same greatness is deposited in the inside of you. Can I hear somebody shout it louder? Amen. You have that nature and you have that greatness. You see, sometimes so many of us may not really understand this. Let me break it down because if you only understand this message, people of God, I am done for today. Because this is the bone of contention. And this is what the devil does not want believers to know. Because the devil knows that that is the real thing. That is the real truth. And the devil doesn't want you to know, people of God. Let me use our biological parents as an example. A man and a woman got married. And they came together. And she conceived. And she bare a child. And when the child comes forth. And people look at the child. They say, ah, this one carrying father knows. This one carrying father eye. This one carrying mother ear. See, see, I seen the worker exactly like a mother. Look at how he walks like his father. Hear his voice like that of his father. People of God, 
Is that not the chemistry between the both parents that produces that typical example, a replicant of both of them? Am I communicating? Now, the same thing took place when God created us. <laughs> God is a great God. And God expects every of his creatures, every of his sons and daughters to exhibit and manifest that same level of greatness. People of God, if you're born again under the sound of my voice, right where you are sitting, you have, don't allow the devil to lie to you. You carry and you have the greatness of God. Can I hear somebody preach to yourself, say, I have the greatness of God. It's not just to say it. Can you see it? Are you seeing it? Are you experiencing it? The DNA of God flows in us. That is why I am walking like him. I am reasoning like him. I am thinking like him. Ah, when people looked at God, we are like God. That is why he created this in his own image. Despite the fact that our father is a spiritual being, he brought up the spiritual look of him and bring it in the physical and telling you, this is how I look. This is how I look. And right in the inside of you is the power of God, the love of God, the wisdom of God, the greatness of God, the kindness of God. Ah, you are loaded. Can I hear somebody say, I am, I am loaded. You are indeed loaded. The greatness of God is the manifestation. Is the manifestation of his love, power, kindness, greatness. And his heart the heart of God revealed to his desire to manifest in you. <laughs> the heart of God reveals. The heart of God reveals his will. He chooses to bless you. The heart of God reveals his desire. He on his own desire to make you look like him. Hallelujah. Our God is a great God. Our God is a powerful God. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me use some few scriptures to explain to us the greatness of God. Amen. Understanding the greatness of God, write this down, the scriptures. Mama even read the scripture for us, the book of Genesis chapter 14. Verse 14 down to 16, where Abraham showcased to us the typical example of how God manifests. Amen. People of God, there is a difference between a trained servant and a military personnel that has been trained. Am I communicating? Hello. It's just like me, gathering servant, and begin to coach them. Maybe pay someone to come and train them on how to fight. 
and somebody who has gotten admission in NDA, Nigerian Defense Academy, well trained on how to shoot, on how to take cover, on how to defend. And they are carrying gun and equipment and they are giving it to this my servant. And they give it to this one with powerful experience. And they say, begin to fight. People of God, <laughs> if the grace of God is not available, who will die first? Who will die first? Why? Why? Because of lack of military what? Experience. But this one that is being trained, he knows when to take over. Hello. He knows when to retreat. He knows when to release fire. Am I communicating? But something happened when Lord was adopted. Abraham picked 318 servants. And the Bible said he trained them. They were trained. Not that they were not trained. They were trained. But their training is different from military training. Am I communicating? And when they are done, listen. <laughs> when, they, when, they, when they were done with the training, that is the man aspect of the training. Then the God aspect of the training came into play. If you are under the sound of my voice and you are going through one battle of the order, you are going through one thing of the order, one circumstances of the order, and they tell you, how are you going to come out of this mess? And you began to read the word and you began to study the word. You have done your own part in the process of reading, in the process of studying, in the process of praying. That is when God shows up. When Abraham finished the training, they are done with their own training. God now began his own training by putting his hand upon those men that were trained. And he released them and said, go forth. Untrained military men went to fight a war with a whole uh, uh, cantonment of armies. Hello. And the Bible says, Abraham with his servants pursued after them. <laughs> Not just pursuing after them. They overtake them, they deal with them, dismantle them, kill them, take out their spoil, release their captive, and they came back home. Who can do that? Can you see between the line how the power of God is being manifest there? If they were just ordinary seven trained, just go there, my dear. <laughs> hey, before they run and say they want to overtake my day, none of them would have come back alive. Amen. But the grace of God is different. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's open our Bible. Let's begin to explain God's manifestation, God's greatness. As we read the book of Psalm chapter 145, verse 3, please. Let's put it on the screen. The book of Psalm chapter 145, verse number 3. Praise the name of the Lord. If you are there, can I hear you shout a louder? Amen. Psalm chapter 145, verse number 3. Can we read it, everybody? Look at the screen. Let's read it 
together everybody want to grow great is the lord and greatly to be praised praise the name of the lord let me use this translation that says great is the lord <laughs> great is the lord and most worthy of praise his greatness no man can fathom. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me also show you from the book of Psalm. From the book of Psalm 150 verse number 2. Psalm 150, verse number 2. Praise him for his act of power. The greatness of God is the act of God's power. Praise him for his act of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. The greatness of God surpass. The greatness of God is the display of his power. Finally, I want us to also see the book of Psalm chapter 63 verse number 3. Psalm chapter 63 verse number 3. Say to God, how awesome, how awesome are your deed. So great is your power that your enemies, they crimps before you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody say with me, say the greatness of God is the manifestation of his nature and his heart. Hallelujah. Please write this down. God can make you become what you are not. Do you remember pastor said this? Write it down. God can make you become what you are not. God can make you become what you are not. This thing is sounding, some, is sounding somewhere in the ear of some persons. Hello. It's just like walking down to you and I tell you that God can make you become a president. God can make you become the governor of this state. <laughs> just like Pastor used to say, he said, ah, if you such kind of word comes to us, uh, the first thing that we'll do, we'll laugh back to him and say, hey, hey. Pastor, thank God. Thank you for saying it. <laughs> God bless you for saying it. Ah, now, wow. 
Me, ha governor. <laughs> the person for ask me first, I wonder how I go to university. If I first ask me, eh? <laughs> amen. Do you see the limitation in our heart? The limitation in some of us, our heart. But God can make you become what you are not. Do you believe that? Can I hear you say to yourself, say, God can make me become what I am not. Do you know how I know that it is true? Because the nature of our father is the nature of greatness. And because we possess that same nature, it's an open check, people of God. We can become what God wants us to be. You can have what God wants you to have. You can get, let me put it this way, you can get what you want to get. When you have that understanding of the greatness of God, you can go places that other people, other of your equals cannot go. You can reach the height that your equals cannot reach. The difference between you and your equals is the greatness of God. The difference between you under the sound of my voice and your equal is what? The greatness of God. People of God, the greatness of God is available. The issue between the, the issue with us is the limitation that is in our heart. And that limitation is a, is a lie from the pit of hell that said to you that you cannot become that thing God has destined for you to become. Hello? It dawned on me, people of God, that God did not create you to be poor. God did not also create you. You see, let me say something that some of us who don't look is that. That's why the Bible says that in third John he said I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper now listen to the phrase God is not saying he said I wish I asked myself why did God say I wish look at everybody why did God say I wish you know because see God created me and you like him when he created you it has, he's finished his work now, everything for you to become like him is inside of you. He now wish that, I wish that this man will understand what he carries. This woman will understand what she carries and begin to maximize it and begin to pursue it. Hello. That means when God created you, hello, he created you as a man and a woman and the opportunity to become rich or poor <laughs> was a choice that you have to do what? Are you following me? He didn't create this one rich and create this one poor. Hello. When he created you and he said to you, he said, in the inhabitants of the earth, there are wealth, there are greatness, there are power, there are fortunes, and there are keys to tap into these things. 
And those keys have I what? Given to you. And some of us are carrying the keys. Some of them, some of us, the keys don't they rust for our hand. <laughs> the key don't they rust for our hand. We don't know how to use it. Amen. We don't know. We are having the key. Yes, the key is in our hand. But we are still praying. The key is in our hand, but we are still dying. The key is in our hands, but we are still crying. Hello. 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 I read a story about a wealthy woman in, in one part of the United States. The woman was so wealthy and all his wealth when he wanted to die. Uh, he didn't write any will. Inside his will, what he put in the will is that, that I have healed my treasure somewhere in my house that until my son discover it, everybody should let him remain like that. Hello. And guess where the woman went and hid this treasure? Inside a book. One big book like that. Inside the library in the house. The son there inside that house. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. At the age of 40, the guy begin, the guy start the guy start working some kind of doing some kind of job that he's supposed not to do because they will say that until he discovers it. What if he did not discover it? It will just go like that. Amen. But that treasure was inside the book. At the age. At the age of 45, the guy said, Ah, these books, them, they don't they grow book also. Let me pack them and burn some of them. What time they do them? So he starts rearranging the house. He, he now packed the books. And when he was trying to, one of these big books fell on the floor. He now carried the book. He did not even, he now looked at it, he now checked the topic. It was a very powerful topic. He not clean it. He didn't even open it that time. He not clean it. I said, wow, this topic is very powerful. He now went and dropped it somewhere and select the rest and burn it. Even as he separated it, he did not read it. After another two years, he was going through some stress in life and he now saw a motivational speaker on television making reference to that same book that he had at home. He now said, hey, so this thing, this guy is teaching is in that book. He now went and carried that book. And then I start reading page by page, page by page, until he now went and discovered the treasure. When he discovered the treasure, the guy began to cry. The guy said, hey, stupid me. Amen. When God created you, he did not create you inside you and say automatically become rich. Hello. Automatically become poor. He <laughs> did not do it that way. He created you and inside you he loaded you very well. And he said to you like he said to Adam. He said in the middle of the forest, in the midst of the life, in the midst of the journey, there is stuff you, could, you should not do. And there is stuff you should do. And he presented it to you. And he now left you with a choice. And said, to become rich and to become poor. Choose one. 
If you are poor today, God did not make you poor. You choose to be poor. Is that painful? <laughs> is that is is that hurting? <laughs> People of God, when when I heard the preacher say that, and I went and studied it, and I find that it is true. God did not create me to be poor. That means there are things I need to do. There are things I need to. There are keys inside me. Uh, God will not come and open the door for me. I have to carry that key and put in the right door and open it and step into that world. Until, that is why I said the key is rusting in some of our hands. I wish I could keep this one. Now, God. <laughs> and that is the Bible. Some of us have the word. The Bible says, Example, when he created me and you, he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. <laughs> People of God, look at me, everybody. You. He said, and thou shalt meditate in it day and night and observe to do everything that is written therein. And by so doing, you will make your way, not him. Look at me, not him. Say, you will make your way prosperous and you will do what? Have good success. Now look at me. When you poor, you go blame God. Hello. It is there. Anytime I remember that scripture, I will wake up. I say, no, God, I can I say, God, I don't want to be poor. Help me. I want to do, give me the grace to do everything possible. Eh? Hello. Because by your hand, you can make yourself poor. Amen. By your hand, you can make yourself rich. The wisdom is in the word of God. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. How many of us are keeping to it? Thou shalt observe to do. How many of us are doing? Everything that is written therein, day and night, by so doing, the greatness will manifest. By so doing, the greatness will showcase. Then what about if you're not doing it? You only be hearing other people's testimonies and stories. I say, Father, I refuse to be hearing people's testimony. I want my life to become a testimony. Hello. I want my life to become a testimony. Somebody under the sound of my voice, I declare that the greatness of God will be seen in your life. Somebody hearing my voice this morning. I am making this declaration over you. The as you as you as you understand the greatness of God and apply it for your life, it will work for you in the name of Jesus. It will work for you in the name of Jesus. A sister, a friend of mine called me and said, Pastor Vic, help me to pray. I don't understand my husband. My husband is being difficult. My husband is this. My husband is this. I am tired of this marriage. Do you know what I said to her? I said, listen, let that glory of God, let the hand of God, you have everything that is take, uh, that, that, that it takes uh, to put this situation under control. Though the devil might come in between the line uh, to make things a little bit tight 
and uh, look as if it will not work. But listen, the Bible says, though I walk through the valley shadow of death, I fear no evil because him that made me great is inside of me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Irrespective of what I am going through, it does not look like my true nature. Irrespective of the circumstances, the pain, the hardship, the sorrow before me, it does not look like the nature of God. The nature of God in me said I am wealthy. The nature of God in me said that I am glorious. Father, I am a glorious man. I am a glorious woman. I am making progress. I am going somewhere in life to fulfill this destiny because I carry the greatness of God. The greatness of God is the exhibition of God's power. And many of us are seeking the power in our lives. Praise the name of the Lord. Let me say this as I begin to round up. Write this down. What do you need to do? What you need to do? Just put what you need, what I need to do. I want to help somebody this morning by reminding you of what you need to do. There are a lot of things you need to do, but I will just say about two. And I am done this morning. Hello. 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 Some night when some of you are sleeping, me, I don't sleep because, you see, uh, it is different between when I was a single brother and now I am married. And the responsibility of being married is different from when you are single. Am I communicating? Sometimes I would stay, I would stay in the house like this. Maybe I go, I come back. Ah, I go to the kitchen and I open some things. Nothing there. <laughs> and I enter the room. I saw the wife. The face don't change. I come back to the living room. I say, ah, God, it cannot remain like this. Eh? And I began to cook myself in the prayer in the night. And as I'm praying, I'm listening to him. As I'm praying, I'm listening to him. And he's telling me, he says, that my grace is sufficient in you. He said, my strength is in you. And sometimes the devil would tell me, I say, ah, ah, this thing we ain't talking. Are you seeing it? And sometimes I will be tempted to say, ah, my grace is sufficient in me. He said, ah, but God, is <laughs> sufficient. But, you know, okay. Praise the name of the Lord. But people of God, the truth is this, irrespective of how it looks, <laughs> irrespective of how it looks, irrespective of how it looks tight, irrespective of how tight and how dark it is, there is God in that dark place. There is God in the midst of that tight thing. If only you discover it, the glory will show up. What do you need to do? The problem is me and you. The problem is me. The problem is you. I just discovered that. The problem is not God. The problem is this me and you. This particular me 
and you that think that sometimes we can figure things out. Sometimes we can help God. Listen, <laughs> when you try to figure things out, uh, you try to tell God that I want to exhibit my own greatness. I don't need your greatness. I don't need your hand. Let my hand comes into play. It's like you're making things, delaying things too much. I have been waiting, but this time I want to fix it. And immediately that mindset comes. The devil will begin to suggest to you ideas. And before you know it, you go fall inside trouble. You go land you trouble. And when he land you trouble, you now return back to pastor. He said, pastor, <laughs> Something don't happen. Amen. But you forgot you did not do what you need to do. Praise the name of the Lord. Listen. It, it need a sweet. It need a sweet. But you have to go through it. Listen. I will tell you the truth. Sometimes it tastes bitter. But you have to face it. Because you cannot come out of it when you don't face it. Listen. Some of us are in the middle of storm. People of God, and we are looking for a way out of the storm. The way out of the storm is nowhere. The way out of the storm is in the midst of the storm. Hello. Are you ready to come out? Are you ready to come out? Are you ready to come out? This simple understanding of the greatness of God in the inside of you can turn you around before December 31st runs out. It's just for you to come and say, God, it is time for a change. I have been wasting times and wasting years. What you need to do, number one, allow God to renew your mind into greatness. Allow God to renew your mind into greatness. When you were an unbeliever, something happened to your programming. And such programming can never, ever experience the greatness of God. People of God, take note of this. Think on this thing that I just said now. Before December 31st will run out 2023. Think on this thing I just said now. Allow God to renew your mind into greatness. Allow God to renew your mind into greatness. And when I want to say this, some people will say, ah, you will still go back to one thing because you will still go back to that thing. That thing is that thing. Hello, and you cannot do away with that thing. Allow God to renew your mind. What are, what are the instruments that God uses to renew the heart of a man? That is the word of God. The word of God. Look at me, everybody. Let me tell you the bitter truth that some of you doesn't want to hear. Some of us want sharp, sharp things. Some of us want short cut. Short cut. Short cut. 
There is a way seem right unto a man, and the end thereof leads to death. Every shortcut leads to destruction. But people of God, let's come back home. Let's come back home. Allow God to renew your mind. That's your very mind. This is your very mind. Allow God to renew it. And how will God do that? God will not come down from heaven and say, I am God. Now carry the software and open your brain and put the software of the Bible inside your brain. No. Mm -mm. Allow God to renew your mind through your word. That means you must have People of God, hear me. I beg you in the name of God. This is the way out. The way out of pain. The way out of sorrow. The way out of struggling. If you can spend like consistently three months, uh, one month, two months, and ex uh, practice what I just said. See what will happen to you. Allow God to renew your mind through his word. That means you have to discipline. Can I hear somebody say discipline? You have to discipline yourself. Mother, discipline yourself. Father, discipline yourself. Young boy, discipline yourself. Young girl, discipline yourself to read, to study the word of God. Discipline yourself to read and study the word of God. That is where your mind can be renewed for you to see the greatness of God. All this thing I am talking from up, down, going there, coming, there's main contention of this thing is you allowing God to renew your mind through his word so that you can be able to know how to apply the key of destiny that he has given to you. Each and every one of us has the key to our destiny that he has given to us. But the key is rusting in our hands. We cannot make use of it because we don't know how to use it. When you bought television and you don't know how to operate the television and you cannot read the manual, listen, the television will be looking at you and you will be looking at the television. Am I communicating? The manual of life the manual that introduced you into this greatness is the word of God and you don't study it. The word of God is what transforms you. The word of God is what renews your mind. To renew your mind means to transform for your mind and your life to experience a transition to a to experience a transformation that the natural man cannot experience. That transformation reveals you to the greatness of God. The transformation of the renewing of the mind reveals and leads you to the greatness of God. You can never see the greatness of God when your mind is not being renewed by the word of God. Stop all this shortcut that we are doing uh, Somebody said, he said, I don't spend so many years. Look at me now. I am 40-something years old. Ah, do you mean that I will just go and start afresh again? People of God, see, go and start afresh. Hello. Go and start afresh by reading the Bible. 
when you start afresh by reading the Bible, listen, this is what will, this is what will happen to you. When that glory, when that greatness shows up, it will make the latter and the former come together for your sake. When you think that you have lost years, God will have the lost years and the new years ahead of you. Join them together and you begin to see the miracles. Allow God to renew your mind. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two, what will you do to enable you to see the greatness of God? Number one, you have to allow God to renew your mind through his word and renew your mind into his greatness. Number two, number two, Write this down. The power of fellowship with God. The power of fellowship with God. <laughs> Let's put this scripture. Put this scripture. Put this scripture on the board. John chapter 15, verse 7 to 8. Then hold on there and come in. The power of fellowship with God. What will I do to enter into the greatness of God? Number two, the power of fellowship with God. I have a friend, a, a, a pastor friend by name, Christian. His younger brother, they came from a polygamous family. And all of them, when they, when they put them to bed, I've shared it here with us. Pastor said it, the father normally sacrifice them to uh, the idol that is worship that he do worship now they sacrifice every of his brother only him they did not sacrifice i mean that they, they did not uh, dedicate to the idols his own immediate younger brother he said he witnessed how the father dedicated him to the idol when the mother gave birth to him that same day the mother gave birth to him that the father they came and collect the boy and gave it to his father. The father went to the shrine and there are two big drums in the, in the shrine. He said, one has fire, lighting, boiling inside with water. They now carry the baby. This is not female. This is real thing that happened in Lagos. He now carry the baby and put it inside the drum. Cook the baby to a point that the baby disappeared from this drum and appeared in the other drum. He now went and carried the baby from there and kept it on top of the table and carried his hunter gun and tested it with the baby. Toe, toe, the baby was still alive. He said, it is done. He now carried the mother and he now called the mother, please come and carry your child. The mother came and carried the child. Listen. When Chris began to grow up and he moved down to Portacourt and I met him and the same younger brother came and the father gave him an instruction and said, every month, come back to Lagos to renew this sham. Hello. That is the place of their own fellowship. Hello. And the guy could not, you know, big boy, staff flexing, or they see nothing that happened. Eh, he do a many things, he need to happen. Praise the name of the Lord. Enough for God, come back and renew the thing. One of the days, he now went to clubbing at night, coming back, 
military people opened fire on them and they killed everybody inside there, including him that gone did not enter. That day gone entered him. Do you know why I'm sharing this with you? Them that do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploit. Them that do know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploit. Now, people of God, we are, we are is the place of being strong. The place of being strong is the place of fellowshipping with God alone. The day you got born again, God cooked you like that man cooked his son. God cooked you, prepared you, carry you, keep on top table, use knife on you, use everything on you, and said you are done. Nothing, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And God said to you, he said there is a if. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, but the one you form against yourself shall prosper. The day you fail to keep to the place of the fellowship and you deviate out of the fellowship, ah, it will definitely prosper. And when it prospers, you will not blame God because God has given you the guideline that there is a coverage in me. As far as you have identified with me, stay in me. In me is the coverage. In me is the life. In me is everything. The day you step out of me, when you break the age, the serpent will bite. The day you break the age, the serpent will definitely bite. But the day as long as you remain in the place of fellowship, the place of fellowship is a place of growth. The place of fellowship is a place of power. When you maintain the place of fellowship, you grow every day. When you maintain the place of fellowship, you become powerful every day. When you go to a place of fellowship and you start fellowshipping with God, just like Adam, the Bible says in the cool evening, because anytime you are fellowshipping with God, God's presence comes down with you. God comes to celebrate with you. God comes down to fellowship with you. That is how powerful the presence of God is. That is how powerful the place of fellowship is. In the place of fellowship, there is God. When you stay away for a long from your place of fellowship, the serpent will bite. Take note of these two things. How can I see greatness? Renew your mind. Number two, don't play with your place of fellowship. Some of you here under the sound of my voice, mother, father, boy, girl, some of us don't even have time for fellowship. Am I lying? Look at me, everybody. Am I lying? And these are the same people that are believing God for so many things. <laughs> hey! Somebody say caricature. <laughs> Do you know that some of us are making fool of ourselves? Hello? And God will be folding his hand and be washing us. You don't have the place to maintain your power. And you are expecting to remain. Ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> your place of fellowship is your place of coverage. 
Some of us don't have it. If you don't have it, create a place of fellowship today. What did I say? Create a place of fellowship. A time, a day. I said, God, I dedicate to you every Thursday. Every Thursday from so-so-so time to so-so-so time. I give it to you because there are 24 hours in a day. Say, Lord, I am giving you six hours for my fellowship with you. And I receive grace from you to be consistent, to maintain this. As long as you maintain this, people of God, hey, my dear, the devil will become afraid of you. I'm telling you the truth. The devil will become afraid of you. Anytime things begin to happen and the devil, uh, things are beginning to come upside down and you looked at it and you entered your place of fellowship and say, God, what is happening? God open up and tell you, I say, this is what, you have, what is happening. But when you don't have a place of fellowship uh, and your life is up and down, uh, battles with God, definitely uh, the thief will come to steal. Uh, the thief will come to kill. Uh, the thief will come to destroy. But it is in the place of fellowship uh, that you know that you have life and you have it in abundance. Take note of that scripture. Praise the name of the Lord. The book of John chapter 15, 7 to 8. Let me stop here. Let's rise on our feet, everybody. I have a lot to share with us, but let me stop here until some other time when the opportunity will be given. I want us to be very honest under this atmosphere. If you know you are here and you are born again, and you don't have a time of fellowshipping with God. See, don't try to be smart. Don't try to fake it because you're not helping yourself. I am challenging you this morning. That if you continue in that way, you will remain that way. It is not a cause. But I am encouraging you again this morning. That if you can be honest to yourself, God, it is true. The revelation shared by Pastor Vic this morning, it is true. I don't have a time of fellowship. Or I used to have a time of fellowship. There was a time, I, I, as I grew up, because of the foundation I had from Scripture Union, I have my quiet time. I have a time of fellowship. I have a time of fellowshiping with God. But it comes a point in time that this particular time of fellowshiping was shaken. I, become, I became inconsistent. One of the person's life that challenged me, that encouraged me, that makes me, anytime I looked at him that year, eh, I would go and build back my place of fellowshiping with God was Rex. Because there was a thing he used to do that year. He had a particular time. He would keep us. And even when we travel to Safele, when that time comes, uh, he would separate himself 
eh, from every other person. He will go and observe that fellowship. I will just watch him. He will just play his worship song. And he will just begin to pray. And another person was Pastor Vieden. He will separate himself. He will just go and lay on the floor. And he began, he doesn't play with that time. And I now said, there is a secret behind this thing. Oh, this is where I hear God. This is where God talks to me. And I began to keep, I create the day. And I become consistent. I don't play with that day. Except, 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 except I don't play with that day. That particular day, my day of fellowship. Some of us, we only remember time of fellowship when we have trouble. Uh, when money don't finish our account, everything is, ah, uh, we are sick. That is when you, rub, you just see, you just work out very gentle and humble. You are worthy to be glorified. Father, remember me. Remember me and mistakenly God now remembered you. As he remembered you, we now you will now bone him for like six months. Uh, uh, do your own thing, do your own thing, do your own thing. And you now turn back, the thing don't finish. No money again, no nothing again. You now you will remember glorify. Father, I have come again. Remember me again. Remember me again. You said in your word, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Ask and it shall be given to you. I don't come again. I am asking. Can we continue in sin that grace may abide? No way. You cannot experience the greatness of God that way. If you know you are here and you don't have any quiet time of fellowship with God, I am giving you the opportunity. Lift up your voice now. Say, Father, have mercy on me. I am sorry. Have mercy on me. I am sorry. Number two, decide in your heart and make it a prayer to God and say from today, oh Lord, I have made the decision that from this day to this day uh, is my quiet time, uh, so, so, so hour, so, so, so day is my day and time of fellowship with you. Open up your mouth and begin to pray. Aleko Eziko tande kebra andi kade yagalagade. I do do zande kebra gade gede gede gede. E lago shata igaba ade. I branda yegede zigadagalagade gede. E komanda yegede gede. Lord have mercy, oh Lord. I have wasted years. Akapata yagaba. I have forsaken you for so long. Ate prakande yegede. I have stayed out of your place of fellowship with you uh, but I have made this decision this day uh, every Monday, uh, every Tuesday every Wednesday every Thursday, every Friday every Saturday every Sunday I pick this 